0: And the title of this session, Are We Ready for a New World Order? Well, I can see this is going to be pretty much an audio-only podcast. Boy, that sun is bright. Okay, well, this is unusual. This is a Friday drive-home video. And... uh I was listening to some interesting information today. And uh, I'm going to play a couple sound bites from our compassionate, loving, control freak people of the world that uh, Klaus Schwab and some of these guys and just what their plan is for us. We the plebes. And it, it's—I'll uh, let them explain it in, our, in their own words, but none of it sounds good as far as I'm concerned. And so, I'm going to play the one where Klaus Klaus Schwab says how we just got to get used to things going and getting really bad. We do not yet know the full extent and the systemic and structural changes which will happen. However, we do know that global energy systems, food systems and supply chains will be deeply affected. So you can see he's pretty happy about the fact that they've reached a a point in their timeline to where now they can start pulling the plug on you know, how we want life to be and all that and and how bad it's going to be and how the power is going to be shut off. And, you know, it's just it's that great reset that they've been talking about for years. We just haven't been listening. And so I think I'll just play the other two. Some lady talking about digital currency and and how we might need a a digital currency bill of rights because they will be able to monitor every fucking transaction made in the world now these bitcoin card things whatever they're going to be each country will have their own but it's all going to tie into a blockchain type situation and what we're seeing in the world today i think is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to and i'll say this boldly we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one and the new one the new accounting is what we call blockchain it means digital it means having a almost perfect record of Every single transaction that happens in the economy, Mm -hmm. which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights. Well, if that's the case, and that's what they're really trying to do, and it looks like these people in this world summit, new government, world summit, whatever the fuck they're calling that... um, you can see that we're going to be locked into a, a government monetary system worldwide china's already doing this and then let's say you're driving home like i am right now and uh, some cop sees me talking on a microphone and checks my social media or, or just pulls me over because i'm not paying attention to driving on the road even though they would like self-driving cars um and then it reduces my credit score, so I'm docked, you know, the use of my digital allowance from buying gas. And we've seen this in, you know, China also. So it does scare me that Russia and China are such buddy-buddies, but Russia does have to, you know, take his friends where he's got them. You know, America turned their back on them years ago, so... I think Putin's smart enough, but then, you know, to maybe not get sucked into their bullshit. But then, China, they're pretty fucking smart, too. You know, Americans, we're just fucked. Our leaders are just dumb as dirt. I mean, I would feel better if we had Forrest Gump running things, but anyway, that's another point. So I was thinking to myself, self we're going to need to create a a barter system we're going to have to pull ourselves out of that system and and I'm, I'm thinking hard but it's hard because we have a business taking all my money out and buying barterable shit but like my wife said well what if it doesn't end right away and then we need some of that money to fucking run our business so one of my friends said well why don't you do it 50-50 and I was like That might be a good idea. So, I have bartered pretty much my whole life. I created a barter system a long time ago in a small town I lived in because I learned that you can barter a lot, but eventually you run into a a wall to where... You can't go to the grocery store and, and buy food. Now, if things fall apart really bad, maybe you could. You know, but a barter system usually works best in a community. You know, probably a small one or even if you're in a large city, you'd have to group up and and, and start working barters like that. And, and so they become complicated only because if you print your own barter chits, some fucking community next door that's stupid and crackheads, and they start counterfeiting your barter chips just like counterfeit money. So you have to have a way to keep track of it. And I thought, well, shit, Mark, you could do a a, a blockchain type barter system. And that would solve a lot of problems right up until they shut your internet off or something because you're undesirable and your social score is so fucked that they just you don't need to be part of our digital world anywhere, Mark. Fuck off. So then you lose your access to the blockchain. So I was going to sit down and try to figure out how you could do a type of blockchain. And in the Middle East and these places have been doing this for years, it's like I want to borrow $5,000 from you. I go to you and you say mine you give me $5,000 and then uh, then you you know you have connections outside of this to get your money back if you need it or or you might say well go to Bob over here and he'll give you the money And, and then this all does it there's not even a transfer of cash it's just like like an account system to where it's like Bob owes the group five thousand dollars and the group owes you five thousand for giving that to bob and then they might give it back to you all locally but you could you could sit there and go well i'm going to fucking israel and i'm going to need twenty thousand dollars and if you're part of the group and they know you and you got basically good credit and they go okay well when you get there see this guy he'll hook you up he calls that guy and says hey hook up bob or john or paul or you my mark so it's got to be kind of like a modified thing like that. And I, you know, I don't I don't remember all the particulars. Like I said, I looked into this shit a long fucking time ago. Like we're talking 35, 40 years ago. So, you know, things have changed, but then really the more things change, <laughs> the more they stay the same. You know, you can't you you can't trust the internet. You you can't trust the your computer might crash because EMP or something. Or they just come in and kick your door down and steal your computer and they are like, ha! Terrorist activities. And then they arrest you. So you almost are going to need to have all of this on paper. Ledgers. And then people would have to buy in to the barter system. Because I learned in business I could only do maybe five percent a year of my sales and barter. because these are things kind of like discretionary income, but they weren't. They were things I needed, but it would you're not going to get the cash from it because it's between you and some other people in a group. And you can't pay your rent with that. And so it's pretty easy. To go beyond that five percent point, and when you think about it, you're like, well, let's say you're making a hundred thousand a year, five percent, so what, you know, um, five thousand dollars? It's not that much, but see, businesses have to operate on on percentages. It may seem like a lot, but or a little bit, but you got to leave your other percentages in the, in in a good shape too, like advertising or whatever. So, I had picked five percent. I wouldn't exceed that. And I had a way to keep track of that with spreadsheets and, and I knew. So I would go to you and I'd say, Hey, I want this thing that you have and I lay carpet and I can get you carpet or tile or laminate. And then you might say, Well, yeah, I really want to sell you this and I don't I don't I don't need carpet, sorry. Or any flooring. But my friend Down the street does. And so you go talk to him, and he's like, Sure, yeah, I'll do that. But I don't have the thing you wanted. It's like, That's okay, Bob has it. It's like, Yeah, but me and Bob don't have an agreement. But I have an agreement with this guy over here that I'll do a deal with him, he'll do a deal with Bob, everyone gets what they want. See, it becomes You know, two, three, four levels, but then it becomes really fucking complicated, and you're trusting a lot of people to not be douchebags, and that's hard. And because it's a barter, and the IRS hates them, they almost consider them illegal, like a a militia. You 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 don't have any legal recourse. It's a contract, but. A judge isn't going to sit there and listen to you and say, well, I like carpet for this guy and this guy did this for him and then he gave that guy that and then I got this gone. See, it's like, no. The judge so is going to be like, I'm sorry, I'm confused. Get out of here. So, it's hard. But I think if you did a barter, a one-on-one barter system, and so if you... Or B.E. want groceries, and the store—small farmers' market, or the butcher, or the, you know, the gardener, because you know supermarkets will be closed. You know, for us people that don't want to have our life, you know, and a microscope up our ass. So it's gonna, It's going to be complicated for you know us, but you know, you could sit there and go, "Hey, Bob, uh eh, let's call him." fucking hoss he's a rancher um i need i need uh you know one and a half of those cows of, of beef you know butchered up in and this not and and, you know i'll take the whole half because then you're going to get a better price you know i'll take all the hamburger all the everything whatever you got for that and i need that and uh how much is it <laughs> you know and, and then you get into the pricing thing what's it worth you know, you could sit there and go, well, you know, shit, that's worth $25 million right now. No, see, that's silly. Because then I could just sit there and go, well, uh, I have $100 billion in my barter account. See, so it becomes stupid. So you have to fix prices in a way to where it would all have to be valued on the barter chit. And the chits are the things that have to have value. You say one chit, one buck. One chit, one euro. One chit, just one. One to one. You know. And so then you sit there and go, well, you know, when I work, I used to make this much money. And with that money, I could pay these bills and buy this food and do this kind of lifestyle. So my time is worth... Fifteen shits per hour, minimum wage. So that comes a gray area, but we're smart people and we could work that out. And I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this will go, "Well, Mark, here's how we did it," because there's a lot of barter groups out there. Um, so then that way the cow, like you know, we bought a half a beef. It was you know, fuck, twelve. $1,200, So that could be 1,300 chits. Well, I happen to have 1,300 chits in my barter account. So I just sign over, you know, like a, a bank note, you know, like in the old days where you wrote a check and then, you know, the bank gave you that money. And then the bank got it from your bank. It took weeks or months, but this would be in a community. So you'd sit there and go, well, this this guy has this much now in his account and you have that much less in your account and then there's the percentage fee you know because somebody's got to run this shit show doesn't have to be crazy expensive just like bank fees or whatever could be uh you know half a half a, a tenth of a chit per chit or whatever you know however you want to work that out and then because it could be kind of local then you could keep track of it. Now, you might have a friend that lives in the next town over that's also part of your barter thing, even though he lives in another town that doesn't have a barter group. And and so you still do business with him because he has an account and he's he's bartered things. And so he has a a buildup in in the bank, basically. And that could be like, you know, I have, say, $1,000 in silver. Figure the exchange rate. Boom, and these chits could all be based on silver and gold because they'll always have a price and a value. And then, uh, you know, I put in $1,000 worth of silver or 20 ounces or fucking one ounce if it's, you know, $1,000 per ounce. And now I have that many chits, see? So then you you start attaching it, oh, to like a gold-based, you know, monetary system. And all currencies are fiat, so don't get all spun out about that. You know, if you're exchanging chits or dollars or euros or rubles or whatever, they got to be backed by something. And where America went sideways was we didn't back it by anything. But you could do that and it would be just as legitimate as, you know, back in the old days. It wouldn't matter. And then you could start, you know, people come into your community and go, hey, I want to. I want to buy Bob's cow. And you're like, are you part of our our system? He's like, no, how do I do that? It's like, well, you know, you put an ounce or two of silver in there or whatever you got that we find a value to the commodities. And then uh, you get chits. And if you have a thousand chits, you buy a half a side of beef. And they're like, well, fuck, that's a great idea. So then it's just like Russia saying, you take your gold and you buy some fucking rubles and we'll sell you oil. So the price of gold's going to go through the roof here pretty soon. But then it keeps so you you'd really have to study the the fiat currency things and how they work, but you'd have to have it backed by something of value that remains stable like a doll like gold or silver or you could do, you know, a commodities, you know, and labor could be a commodity like You know, Bob throws in a thousand hours a a year in welding services to anybody. And every time he does a job, you just transfer, you know, so many chits into his account. So it it becomes a service fiat currency, too. And there's a a really good way in uh, the Patriots... By James Wesley Rawls where they find a bunch of silver that their dad had buried, or something. I think that was the deal. And uh, and so they kind of get into the how you put value on gold or silver, and, and how you do it in a way to where it's it's fair, and it makes a lot of sense. And I can't remember it because I can't remember you know what I had for lunch today. But anyway. there's there's a lot of information around this is what i'm going to start proposing to you know people i know in the community that are way smarter than me to where when it starts collapsing we'll have that and the and the IRS hates barters because they can they can't tax it cuz they have no way of tracking it and a lot of barter systems in the country um they report to the IRS so it's, it's just fucked up But if this is something that just you and, you know, a hundred people are doing, and and you're not reporting it, then fuck them. And and if you keep it all underground and, you know, if one of your dopey-ass fucking barter members tells the government, hey, I made all this barter money, how do I pay tax on it? Can I get a write-off from the money I actually make working, you know, in your Gestapo? Then they might come after you, but it'd be untraceable, see, all those... Books would be you know locked up, and I think it would be good to be almost like a blockchain to where you put it in a in a bookkeeping system and then you might message messenger you know other people with the 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 same book system and and then they all report back what the total balance is and this and that, and you could do it through fucking messaging apps. Like the like the bivvy stick that I was talking about where it'll use your cell phone to uh, send a text message via satellite, which is not traceable. And, and your phone doesn't even have to have service. It just needs to have Bluetooth and be working. And then you compose your message, boom, up to the satellite, boom, back down to your other people. So 10 people might get that text message that Bob just bought a half a pound, of, a half a cow, and put an ounce of silver in the bank they load it up they subtract the chits that it took for the half a beef and any balance is left in Bob's account and then they're all balanced that way and then if anyone ever questions it then you already have you know it's fucking Bitcoin without the the computer shit and that's been done for years also you know blockchain you can call it Bitcoin blockchain and how magic it is it's just magic because it's done online and there's Hundreds of millions of checks and and double checks. But uh, we don't have that many people in our town. So, because things are looking so bad. And I watched a lot of uh, videos today on YouTube about bartering and barter systems. But I couldn't find any that really nailed it down the way I'd like to, to, to noodle it out and get it working. At least in my community. One of them might work for you. But they were all talking about, you know, 10 items you need for barter. How do you value your salt? You know, like one guy said, well, you know, water to me, I live in Florida. Water just, you know, is everywhere. So it's not as valuable as like if you live in Arizona or Vegas or the desert. That's very true. So these, these values of, of, of your products and your goods are really determined by where you live and, and, and how important that is to you. So, like I said, it's it's a, it's a thing you have to work out. But if you don't, then you're going to be caught with your pants down. Because like every day I always say when I wake up, the, if the electricity's on and the lights are on, it's a good day. But what happens if I'm not paying attention and all of a sudden, go check my uh, my bank balance and it's zero. It's like, what happened to those thousands of dollars? It's like, well, the government's doing a, a new digital currency. So you'll be issued a card in the next day or two.
1: Or they might even
0: give it to you at the bank. Because, you know, they're all ready to rock and roll. They go, here's your card. You have a $500 a week limit on it. And you can use it for whatever you want. Within a, a month or two, it'll be... You get a hundred dollars for this, a hundred dollars for that, you know, blah blah blah, and you can only buy so much gas. And oh, I see here that you were speeding; you got a speeding ticket the other day, so we're gonna we're gonna take away that portion of the gas. So instead of having five hundred, you have uh, three eighty. You're like, what? I gotta go to work. It's like, well, no, you really don't, Mister Boyle. You know, it's like you <laughs> you get five hundred a month or a week or whatever. Whether you go to work or not, you know, eventually we'll work it out and you'll all have jobs that you're comfortable with. You see, see where it's going, right? So then people like you and I are going to go, the fuck you say? And then the the enforcers will show up with a gun and say, the fuck you say what? And then you'll have to capitulate. So we'll all have to kind of, you know, bow into this system and uh, and then have a reserve system, our own barter system, to where as soon as they leave, you just fucking go whatever, and then you go spend that five four hundred whatever dollars in your your fake money at the store at whatever they say you can have, and then you could put it in the in the commodities bank, you know, like a like a food bank, but you get you know chits for it. Based on its value. And then instead of having all this stupid shit that you don't eat. You get something else that you do eat. And and you know. You you know somebody might say. I've got you know $500 worth of gasoline. Chits. You know because I bought gas. And it's right over there in these tanks. And, and then you fill up your truck and fuck them. Now you, you're you going to need a food bank. And it's going to have to be you know heavily secured. So you might have You know, guards, security guards or something that get so many chits a day or whatever. And they just shoot any motherfucker that screws with them. It's kind of like, you know, like a marshal or whatever, you know. Um, Now, that comes to the question because somebody was saying something. I don't remember if it was Mike Adams or whatever. But a lot of these guys are like off in La La Land thinking that this is the mark of the beast, And I'm sorry, but no, you know, because if you want to consider some form of digital card, like a credit card that's governed by the bank, then you already got to market the beast with your credit card or your fake, you know, money or a checking account. You know, we're already in that system. The only bad thing is they stole our money, but they stole our money. We didn't donate it to them. They took it. So therefore, you don't have a mark of the beast. You know, these people that think they know what God's thinking are just fools. And then when they go, well, if you get the mark of the beast according to some Bible scripture, then you, you'll you never go to heaven. It's like, really? You know, one slip up in, in the next gazillion years? I'm fucked? No. If God's that way, then fuck it. I'll go to hell going to be a lot better parties down there anyway so don't buy into it we're going to have to go oh thank you overlord and take your card and then learn to play within the system they won't have an exchange rate for how much money they took out of your account that will just go into the big pile you know for you know these deep state rich fucks and they'll take your land and eventually they'll take everything and you'll just be living in a rental house and and you'll be happy. And if you play your cards right, you will be happy. Because you'll just live in that bad neighborhood, but you'll do quite well. And really, I, I mean, you could take a really big lesson from some of these ghettos and you know poverty areas to where they're controlled by the social worker that gives them their, their house for free and their food for free and their welfare and their food stamps and everything. And then they're out slinging crack, making hundreds of fucking dollars an hour. And they're doing fine. And the only reason a lot of people get shot is because somebody went over to your community food bank and tried to rob it and got fucking shot. Just like the marshals used to shoot people. So the street gangs are really something to look at. Not up to, just at. In the movie Rising Sun... I think that's what it was called with uh, Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes, you know, it talked about, you know, um, I think it was Japan- Japanese or something in their honor system and all that. And uh, they're driving through a, a, a pretty bad neighborhood. And Wesley Snipes is like, oh, you're kind of scared there, white man? Because Sean Connery's just a fucking ninja badass, but he doesn't know Sean or uh, Wesley Snipes don't know that right then. So he calls him um, Sensei. Or, and I can't remember what Wesley Snipe, uh, you know, like the student, basically. And Sean, and, and Sean Connery's like, no, actually, he goes, I think uh, the ghettos will be what saves America, you know, or it'll be the last bastion of freedom, something like that. And really, when you think about it, we will just be in a world ghetto and and Schwab and those people who said it you'll have nothing and you'll be happy so you need to start really looking into this and this is something you can do even though it may be too late you'll still be able to read look into things talk to people on the streets and stuff and if if you're fairly squared away you'll be good and by by the looks of it they're going to shove this digital currency down our fucking throat so if they give you an allowance then you'll be able to eat and do all that kind of like food stamps and stuff and and you'll be able to build up and stockpile. as long as you've got the comfort things that's going to keep you from killing some motherfuckers then you'll be okay but it's not going to be pretty so i'm just looking at it from a point of view it's like we're fucked how can we be less fucked so this is something I've thought about, like I said, for since I was 21, 22, 67. So that's 40-some-fucking-years. And I've always had that in the back of my mind as an option. And I have done, I bartered an entire job of carpet in the gun shop where I bought some. And I got a bunch of, you know, 10-22 20, takedowns and some couple of nice Ruger 1911s. Yeah, I, I bartered it out for things I really wanted later on. But, you know, he wanted carpet. I wanted some shit. I figured this carpet was a mistake. So I could either sell it to a gun shop and get guns and then sell those for something. Or I could hold on to carpet for a year until it's worth shit. You know, so that's that's why I did it. And, you know, that's a decision, you know, people have to make. You have to look at it and go... Well, I have this item. I will never use it, and it's going, you know, bad basically, or losing value every day. But this guy really needs it, and I'd like the money for it. But he don't. He's not going to give me money for it. But he's going to give me something of equal value that I can sell and doesn't devalue day to day. And the only reason he's trading it for me is because he needs what I have. And I've made them a killer price. So it's win-win. And one one of the couple couple guys that were talking about barter items, he goes, well, in a barter, you're always looking to get the best deal. you know." And to me, that's wrong thinking. A barter should be win-win. Because you're dealing with people you know and live next to. And if you start fucking them, they're going to fuck you back, no matter how cool you think you are. So there you have it. Um, not a lot of meat you know in this podcast just a lot of potatoes but it's 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 food for thought so maybe start thinking about who you know that's a wheeler dealer um that would be into a barter type situation so anyway i'll talk to you all later um have a nice weekend today's april 1st so (laughs) haha i'm not kidding things are fucked it's not an april fool's joke today just happens to be april 1st talk to you later bye bye made too many compromises already, too many retreats, They invade our space, and we fall back, I'm your huckleberry, the line must be drawn here, this far, no further, that's just my game.